All right, guys, about that time, Chris Brooks here with you on a Monday edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Appreciate you taking about 15 minutes out of your day. There's a lot to get to, so I'm going to get right to it here in just a minute. Real football talk here on, uh, I'm not even going to give these national days to you today. They're so dumb. I told you that they're just dumb sometimes. It's Chop Suey Day, it's Hoyle Day, whatever that is, and it's Lemon Juice Day. So, yeah, good luck celebrating those. Now, let's do let's do this. Let's get straight to some football and some recruiting talk. Look, it is game week. Finally, it's finally game week. So um, I'll have plenty of time this week to get into the game on Saturday and what's going on there, the quarterback play, who's the quarterback, who's running backs. Offensive line, two deeps, depth charts. Who doesn't love a good depth chart? Everybody loves a good two deep, right? So we'll, we have plenty of time this week to, to dive into that. But I had a busy weekend. And, you know, I don't always have space to put this stuff on the board especially if it's a kid that's, you know, for instance, like Bray Hubbard had a chance to see him. I guess that was Thursday night. Technically he's committed to Bama, but you never know. I mean, that kid could easily end up somewhere else. Um, If you followed recruiting long enough, you just, you know, that those things just happen. I don't anticipate that happening with Bray, but I had a chance to see him Thursday night. The kid was terrific. I'm not surprised that Alabama wants him as a safety and they see a potential NFL safety there. He's like a trying to think of a good comp for him. I really don't have one, but he's a fantastic athlete. And like I said, I'm not surprised that they took him, had a huge game against Clinton. They get a big win on the road. And I talked about that on the board, but I want to do this first before I get into some of those kids that maybe, you know, right now aren't just huge old miss targets. A couple first on the board, uh, yesterday, and I've seen this get a little traction. I know we got into this Isaac Smith conversation, a big time athlete out of Itawamba AHS. And uh, all right, let me just tell you what's going on with him. And uh, I, sometimes I hate the way that stuff grows legs, and, and I'll see my name thrown around somewhere. And I've learned to accept this, but like uh, I'll see my name thrown around as saying something that I didn't say. And you know, that used to be frustrating, but you know, you get used to it. Uh, This is what's going on with that kid. I've mentioned to you before that he's one of those that they're going to take a a deeper look at. That just means you, you got an offer early in the process. And then for whatever reason, they didn't recruit him hard, you know, this summer. And that's coming from Isaac. So that's not like that's, you can take that to the bank. That's fact. Even if I didn't need it on the Ole Miss, which I, I know it there also. But anyway, long story short on that kid. You know, they backed off a little bit, and uh, and Ole Miss wasn't the only school. I'm guessing maybe a bad camp. That's I'm guessing. That's what I heard. Maybe a bad camp performance or something, and uh, I don't know the the specifics of it, but that stuff happens. You know, or some, it's not exactly what you think when you see somebody. Some guys just don't do well in camps. I don't know if that's him or not, but I'm just saying in that setting, that's not necessarily them. You know, they need lights to come on. And then you get a different person. I think that kid's a terrific player, like a no doubter, terrific player. I've heard some issues about position. Where is he going to play? Those kind of things. 
I think he's a big-time college safety. I don't know if he has issues playing safety or if he wants to stay a running back like he is now, but he plays both ways now. On kids like that, my philosophy, and I do get calls from time to time, hey, what did you think when you saw a kid? Just because I see more of these kids than anybody in the state. Um, and there's really not anybody else I know of that tries to get out and see these guys in person. So it's just a different vantage point. So I'll get a call. Hey, just, what'd, you, what'd you think of that guy or, or this guy? And that's honestly from, from several schools. I'll get those calls or coaches that I've you know gotten to know through the years doing this now for, gosh, this is my 13th season. But anyway, I'm making a, a short story long. I'll try to make it shorter. I think he's a really good player. I know that they're taking a, a much deeper look. Whenever I'm asked on the board, do I think that they will start recruiting him harder? The answer for me is yes because I think he's that type of player. And when you do look deeper into what he did his first game, I anticipate that's going to happen. Uh, he had a monster first game. Ran for a ton of yards, had a couple interceptions. I forced a fumble, scoops it, takes it back to the house, I think 90, 95 yards, something like that. Like he had a monster game. So yeah, I do anticipate that if they haven't already, that, that they'll go harder with Isaac Smith. and. You know, what happens there, it just depends. I saw that question several times on the board. You know, nobody likes to be – I'm trying to think of the right word. I can see with my kid on a baseball stage and other baseball players in this area and football guys in this area, you know, you want the offer when you get it. You know, if somebody else out there is on you from start to finish, they'd love you, and then somebody's kind of uh, kind of like you, kind of don't, you, you know what that's like. As long as the school is upfront about it, like, look, we just we want to we want to take a second look. Some kids that doesn't bother them, they're like, all right, I proved them wrong. Yeah, they'll I'll show them what I have, and it's not a big deal when they come back and they they get after you again in the recruiting process. So I don't know what'll happen with him. I do think they're going to start recruiting him harder. I do, and I would if I was them, but I'm not privy to everything they're looking at. I don't know what's in the transfer portal coming up this next year. And look, those talks have already started in terms of rumors out there about so-and-so's happy or unhappy as you head into the season and maybe guys are getting beat out for positions. So you're balancing that, what they're recruiting out of state, and then also what those options are and then what you do in state. So it's it's a balancing act. And I don't know all of those details but we'll see what happens with, with Isaac. I think the kid's a, a terrific player, and I think he'll be a good college player. Might need a, a little time to develop, which is the sticking point with a lot of these high school guys, as opposed to a transfer that can come in more ready to play. Um, but I think he's a really good player. So we'll see what happens with him. And, and when coaches are all starting to follow a kid again or, or tweeting his stuff, uh, that's a pretty good indicator to you, even if you didn't know kind of the, the, the back scene story on some of that. Sunterine Perkins at Raleigh. Uh, Sunterine had a terrific day. I did not get a chance to see him Friday night. They beat Bay Springs 21 to 6. And Sunterine ended up, I think, with about 160 yards rushing on eight carries. I wrote this down. 157 on eight carries. Eight. And he played both ways. Um, I know he caught a touchdown, so I don't know the receiving yards, but I know he caught one. He scored three touchdowns, so all three touchdowns for Raleigh, he scored them. He had a ton of tackles, from what I understand. And then, like I said, the 150-plus yards rushing on eight carries, one of those was 97 yards, like up the gut, bam, he's gone. Like That kid's a special player. 
And Ole Miss is fortunate to be on the front end of it with him to get him committed. Always a better position to try to hold a kid rather than to pry him away from somebody else. Remember Jaheim Otis last year? It's just hard to do that because when a kid commits somewhere, there's a reason he did that. There's a reason Sunterine Perkins committed to Ole Miss and several reasons there. So uh, obviously Ole Miss is in good position with him and you just you you got to hold him until signing day. But he was a, he was a monster Friday night and I will get out to see him sooner rather than later. But like I said 157 yards on eight carries, 97 yards on one run for a touchdown and got his season started in a big time way with a win over a Bay Springs team that's good. Bay Springs has Ty Jones uh, the running back, linebacker right now committed to state. So they had some some players too. Riley is number one in the state, by the way, in – oh, gosh, I guess that's 3A. I, I get mixed up. Almost positive that's 3A. And Itawamba with Isaac Smith, uh, they're right behind them. Okay, now are another they're – number, they're number two in 4A, 3A. I'm, my mind's a little mixed up this morning. All right, that's Isaac and Sunterine. Um, I had a chance to see Daniel Hill – yesterday or two days ago on Saturday. Holy moly, that kid. I'll put some pictures on the board here in just a little bit, and I've had a chance to catch up with him some. Um, That is one of the most impressive-looking athletes that I've seen doing this. The kid, I'm guessing, is 6'1-ish, 6'2", in that area, legitimately. He had to be 210 to 220 somewhere in in that ballpark. And that's a big kid. You know, on one play, runs around the end for a touchdown. Next, it gets called back. Next play, they they do a little pitch to him, a running back, a halfback pass, and he throws a touchdown while he's under pressure. Um, he's fast, big guy, like I said, like thick. Like that, that guy is a – you go to a game and some people, some of these players, you just pick them out of a crowd. Like, hey, that, that guy right there, um, where is he going? Because you know he's going somewhere. Uh, But Daniel Hill, big running back linebacker out of Meridian, he's just a junior too. So the fact that a 16 maybe year old kid that looks like that already and runs like that. Now they lost at Laurel, but they played well. They they turned the ball over six times. You're not going to win like that. But but Meridian has something with that guy. Um, I'll have some photos up of him in a little bit and, and a story with Daniel. I enjoyed seeing him play. That's my first time to catch him in person. And uh, that guy was was as, as advertised. Um, I saw Brandon play Oxford. And there's really not guys there that Ole Miss is on. There's a, a ton of Division One talent on both of those teams. Now you have for Oxford, you know, Mac Howard, the transfer quarterback, had a rough night. But their offensive line struggled a ton against Brandon. So that's not all on, on Mac Howard. But he came in, was under a ton of pressure against the team that I think is the best team in the state with Brandon. And then also their linebacker, Alex Sanford for Oxford, that's committed to Arkansas right now. Like, I haven't seen him in a camp. He's one of those kids, if somebody calls and says, hey, what do you think about so-and-so? I just need a 40. Like, if I'm at a camp, stop watching hand, and I could see what that number reads, that's all I'd need to know after seeing him in person because he physically looks terrific. Like what an SEC linebacker should look like, uh, that kid has that look to him. Now, if he showed up at a camp and he's uh, you know running four eight or something or four nine, well, that's gonna get that's gonna get a kid. That's not gonna work. 
But then if you see the numbers, like let's say four, seven, it's somebody that's already as big as he is. Uh, that's all you need. That's all you need is a number on some of these guys. But in person, he physically looks really good. Um, Ole Miss is just, like I said several times, offers in state are hard to come by. And a lot of that is it's not just going out of state for better players because it's really not proportionally much different than the past. They're going to take probably a third of the class from Mississippi on a high school level. But the transfers, is that's a whole another animal. And if you're a high school kid, it makes offers hard to get. Saw Aiden Williams. I guess that was also Friday night. Aiden had, had a huge game against Northwest Rankin. A couple hundred yards receiving, I think, or pushing it, something like that. I think the number was actually nine catches for 170-something. A couple of touchdowns. He had an interception. And if you get a chance to see him in person, it's just physically he's already gifted. Uh, but I talked to some Northwest Rankin people that got to play against him. Um, I like to get those opposing opinions on a player, what a coach thinks. And, uh, man, rave reviews for that kid. Uh, Ole Miss, I've said this several times, very fortunate to have him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he can't come in and play soon. How big a role that would be, don't know. You know, remember A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, that class, they came in and played, but they weren't the finished products at the beginning that they were at the end. Took a year. They were solid. A.J., I think that first year was solid, but then he took off. You know, I would expect something similar like that for Aiden to come in have a role on the team, get a year under your belt, then take off. Um, I'm going to hammer this, too, on Ridgeland every time I see them. Jabraxton Boone, they play him in the slot. They play him out wide. They played him at running back. Um, that's a guy I would not be shocked that several schools are trying to get in on late. Just doesn't have the big offers right now. I've talked to their coaches. I've talked to opposing coaches. You know, some guys just slip through the cracks, and, of course, fans kind of rail on them because – there's this perception they're not a big recruit. Uh, but every time I see that kid play, he shines. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, and Northwest Rankin has an offensive lineman that's committed to Southern right now, Tanner Welch. I know him as Tank Welch. But that's probably the biggest offensive, the biggest, best-looking offensive lineman I've seen this year. I've seen some big kids that are just too big, too heavy. Uh, Tanner's put together pretty good. And he would still need to clean up some there in terms of Division One football, work on your body, those kind of things. But there's a pretty good canvas with him to work with. Uh, I think Southern will have to work to hold on to him you know, before they get to signing day. Now, did I see anybody else? I'm trying to think real quick. I think that's it. There might be one or more, but I can save something for tomorrow. Brandon had some really good young players on that team. But we'll limit it to that for today. Tomorrow, uh, we'll get into some football talk for Saturday. And also maybe a couple other kids I saw that I just, I'm not thinking about. Did go to Hattiesburg, saw Tobias Hinton. I'm going to hold some of that for tomorrow. Let's keep this near 15 minutes. I was busy this week. Had a chance to see, I think, parts of six or seven games. Thursday to Saturday, maybe seven. Hey, you guys have a great day. Enjoy your Monday. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast with 247 Sports and Inside the Rebels. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See you then.